This is a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. Find us at k103.se. Due to copyright, the music is shortened. Yes, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is once again Wednesday, 8 o'clock. And it's, it's a dark, cold evening. It is dark, cold. It's miserable. It's ordinary observations. Yeah. Yeah, it is. What are we talking about this week? Well, t- this week we're going to talk about animals. Hmm. Uh, more specifically, like animals where they shouldn't be. Some some are cool. Some are bad. Some are sad. Some are sad. It's um the wonderful world of animals where they shouldn't be but we, we got a little bit of admin to go through first yeah listenership stats from last week up or down i i think they're down after the rugby uh controversies episode the rugby deep dive stuff but, but, i mean that was probably to be expected oh. but i mean the number of people in my dms telling me that rugby controversies when we just go through lists of you know old english rugby players doing cocaine and throwing short people around a bar it's not likely to, you know, boost up the the numbers or boost the interest people that haven't been listening to us before. Yeah, that's on us. It is on us, but yeah. you live and you learn, mate. I think you had an apology to make for last week as well. Yeah, first apology from myself was uh, thinking that 1995 was 18 years ago. It's mm. definitely 28 years ago. Yeah, I'm sorry sh- for that. Shout out to all those quick maths out there. <laughs> shout out to the beady-eyed listeners, beady-eared <laughs> listeners. <laughs> exactly. What else we got? We got new stickers. Yes, yep. you can find them around Gothenburg. Yep. They will be everywhere. We'll get them around. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, we, are, we can't afford too many just yet. So. They'll be in bars. So, but I mean, so far, <laughs> so far, I've put one in Cafe Magazine. It. Yeah, in I've the toilet. In the toilet. Yeah, they're all in the toilets. Yeah, um, that should be one, too. One in the downstairs bathroom at Jan Toritsbrighus. Nice. Again, a place where people love to hang out. Yeah. Uh, and this morning, I put one in the front left-hand side uh, seat of the front row on the top floor of the Road Express from Landwetter Motorschlander via Volvo Toschlander. So nice. If you happen to be traveling on that bus anytime soon, scan the code. Scan the code and listen to the podcast you're already listening to. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. I mean, you've got plenty of time on that bus. Um. And speaking of new things for the show, we've also got a new promo jingle that radio station here at K103 Eva has been hounding us away for shout out Eva um, so we thought maybe we'd just play it because it's our show we can do that and then if you've got any thoughts complaints or um, general s- ideas general ideas yeah. then just let us know in the I don't know send us a message on the Instagram or leave a comment on the Spotify if you happen to be listening that way hello dear listener this is Jack from Ordinary Observations the radio equivalent of smoking meth and frantically reading Wikipedia Catch us live on K103 at 8pm on Wednesdays or any other time on pod streaming platforms. Just search for Ordinary Observations. Yeah, so can you believe it took me sort of 12 weeks to figure that out? It's yeah. good though, I like it. Oh, thanks man. Yeah. Um, by the way, this, that definitely is how I describe Ordinary Observations. This so is good. our 10th show, by the way, so yeah. it only took, again, it took 10, 10 shows to you know, get a promo finally jingle. get the promo <laughs> jingle put together. It's only 20 seconds. Hey, we're moving big. We've got the stickers as well now. But yeah, it's, it's all moving fast now. Yeah. Okay, merch will be next. Merch episode 12. I think we'll, we'll convert to like a, a YouTube like visual. You know how you know, yeah. podcasters have started filming themselves for yeah. some reason? I don't know if that adds anything to the show. It doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. The whole joy of a podcast or a radio show is that you don't have to look. I'm also not paying for YouTube premium yeah. so, I can, <laughs> so I can listen to yeah, the videos. You can, you can do other things while listening to the radio yeah. and you don't have to watch. Just put all our shows behind a paywall. That will, that will get the listeners. I don't think that's going to improve anybody's listeners. Let's get started with some actual animals before we just get carried away in an hour's worth of admin. 
Yeah, so animals in places they shouldn't be. The yeah. first animal. Well, let's we, let's say we started off by researching this with the thought of it being animals going goblin mode. Yeah, we thought animals going absolutely berserk, yeah. and we were trying to find examples of cool animals. Hmm. However, we wanted to include some kind of sad yeah, ones, Yeah, exactly. So, like, it starts off cool. We got some cool ones, but we also got some sad ones that yeah. it doesn't feel quite right to call it going goblin mode. No, when it's just like, mm, that's okay. not cool. Okay, 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 okay. So that's all the admin out of yeah, the way now. Right, done. Right, right, right. Right into it. Start us off. Wojtek. Wojtek. Wojtek, the Polish bear. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if he was. Right. It wasn't Polish. Yeah. But Wojtek was a Syrian brown bear who became enlisted in the Polish land force during the Second World War. The story begins on a train station in Hamadan, Iran, mm-hmm. in 1942. There was a lot of Polish soldiers who had been prisoners of, of war in the Soviet Union who were now on their way to join the war. Yeah, yep. so after the Soviet Union invaded Poland from the never, e- east, yep. yeah, then they took a bunch of those guys as... Prisoners, prisoners of war. Yep. So yeah, some of them were in like gulags and shit. Mm. And then, but in fact, that's a long way, man. In in Iran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, so the Allies brokered a deal to release them, is my understanding. Yeah, they were on their way through Iran down to like Egypt kind of area. To the yeah, end. I guess they joined the Allies then in North Africa. Or yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. we'll get to that part in a second. Anyway, yep, there are thousands of Polish civilians with them. So there's a lot of people here in Iran at yeah, the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. A young Iranian boy had found a bear cub in the desert after his mother had been shot by hunters. And one of the Polish refugees, who was a great niece of one of the generals, encouraged one of the lieutenants to buy the bear from the young boy. I, I, I didn't also know there was bears in Iran, actually. Yeah, I had to look that up myself. I know there's a lot of mountains there, so it makes yeah. sense. So, so he's a Syrian brown bear, right? Yeah. Which uh, I think I wrote in the notes there. The only bear species to have white claws. Hell yeah, baby. You ever had a white claw? <laughs> Ripping you ever, the white you ever get onto the white claws? <laughs> Actually, never. I tried. I wish. I wish. Have you tried a white yeah, claw? Yeah, I've had heaps of white claws. Yeah, uh, uh, in uh, Canada, they're nice. Uh, they're fine. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're claws the law, baby. It goes down well. Oh Christ! <laughs> Zinachino. We're not. <laughs> um, we're not yet sponsored by White Claw, but, yeah, but I, I think it's. I think it's in the pipeline. Yeah, it's definitely. Not, it's not far. Well, off, episode yeah. fourteen, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. By probably by about then. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the young girl who found um well. 18-year-old girl who found this bear, then looked after him for the next three months in Irina. a refugee camp near Tehran. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shout out Irina. Shout out Irina. She yeah. cared after this bear yeah. and kept it alive I can in imagine, a refugee camp. Yeah, well, I imagine if you're an 18-year-old Polish refugee in a camp, yeah. then like, yeah, maybe a little little cute bear cub would be like a nice companion to have. It also probably keeps you going too as well. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah good for good for something to keep busy by feeding the bear and. I'm surprised they let the bear in. Anyway, wow. um, so after a few months in the refugee camp, the bear was donated to the 2nd Artillery Supply Company. Mm. He was named Wojtek by the soldiers, a name which means happy warrior, and is still common in Poland today. Yep. So because yeah. no one knows how big a artillery supply company is, is about 250 Yeah, exactly. People. You ever like listening to a documentary? Like, or about s- battalions? Yeah, I have no battalions, idea companies, that is, yeah. or like what any of the ranks are how many men or, or yeah. how many soldiers sorry that they, they control or how the ranks work also no idea yeah exactly yeah so, this, so the a, soldiers a, of this a company, company is 200 men yeah ish yeah or Cam- 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 Ranger soldiers yeah. Yeah. we should say soldiers soldiers yeah, 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 yeah. Polish soldiers mm-hmm. yeah um, so the soldiers took him in and began caring for Wojtek and initially had trouble swallowing so was bottle fed condensed milk from an old vodka bottle it's like <laughs> it's playing into all the stereotypes yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see it from a mile away yeah. of course it was an old vodka <laughs> bottle it fucking was yeah. 
Over time, he started eating fruit, marmalades, honey, and syrup. He's a real bear, man. He's a bear. Yeah, yeah. beer or honey bear. Yeah. The soldiers would even reward him with beer, mm-hmm. which was his favorite drink, apparently. It became his favorite drink yeah, then, yeah. after the bottle fed, I, after I, the milk vodka. Yeah, I don't know how they, they knew it was his favorite drink, you know, but mm. he was a big fan of beer, apparently. Yeah. Apparently, he would like he would drink one, but he, he's obviously a bear, so one bottle of beer. beer. One bottle of beer isn't so much beer for a beer, right? No. Right. So this bear needed to drink more beer, yeah. and he would tip the beer bottle up and like look into it, as if trying to look into the bottle to find where the beer has gone. Uh huh. And yeah. then they were like, "Oh, time for another so one." So it's like quite cute. He couldn't figure out that it was empty. <laughs> <laughs> that was sweet. So Wojtek was growing up uh, like fairly quickly at this point. Mm. I guess mm. his bag was massive. Yeah. He would drink coffee in the mornings, drink beer, and smoke cigarettes around the fire with the soldiers at night. Mm. Man, they're giving everything. Yeah, they do. They do. They're testing all the substances <laughs> on him. Um, I'm realizing though that we've gotten carried away with the admin. We've gotten carried away with Wojtek, the uh, alcoholic beer. We need to go to a song, mate. Ah, yeah. So uh, this is Jaguar. Maybe they like beers. Yeah, and the band name's Jaeger as well, so it's yeah. all it's all falling into place here. <laughs> all right. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m., drop onto the Blues Train for your weekly fix of blues music. Only here on K103. Yes, choo, 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 you are live on K103, Gothenburg Student Radio with Ordinary Observations with Mark and Jack. We're discussing, um, like, animals. Yeah, animals yeah. where they shouldn't be. Animals where they shouldn't be. Animals, some good, some bad. Yeah, that was Jaeger with ja- oh, yeah. Jaguar. You're right, it was, thank and you. And we're discussing Wojtek, the Syrian bear, who was, who was friendly with some Polish comrades yeah, in enli- World War II. <clears throat> enlisted into the, uh, the Polish 2nd <laughs> Division. Yep, and uh, yeah, so we were just discussing how we would just sit around in the campfire in the desert, smoking and drinking. I We'd... love that image. Yeah, of just they're just uh, the the lads. Yeah, <laughs> just like not a cell phone inside. <laughs> yeah. just dudes living in the moment. Dudes will see a bear smoking and say, "Hell yeah, hell yeah, man!" <laughs> just just a a group of Polish soldiers chilling around the fire, telling stories from back home. You know, <laughs> the bears just there holding down. Yeah, the bears with ta- them. talking about the good old days and how they long to get back to the love of their life. Mm. The bears just like nodding away, yeah. drinking his vodka, smoking his cigarette. Yeah, Wojtek's cute, man. Yeah. And uh, as he grew up, they also started wrestling him. And there's a lot of pictures of this. Yeah, this is very yeah. well documented. Yeah. And uh, the dudes had a lot of trust in this this big old I can't bear. Can't believe that. Dude. <laughs> it's like, fuck. but I have seen a lot of videos of like just dudes in Eastern Europe yeah. just fighting bears. But you know how much vodka you need to drink before you start fighting bears, though. That's a lot. Oh boy. And uh, they'd also cuddle up to him on mm. particularly cold nights. That's cute. Again, very cute. Yeah. Mm. Shout out to Irina again. Raise the man right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. The bear, not the man. Well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> He's well, still a bear. They suspect he must have imagined... Like, he must have believed he was human. For sure. Yeah. It's like those, you know, the dogs that grow up with cows or something. Yeah. And they, they don't know what they are. And, yeah. Mm. And uh, he, at some point, managed to... Uh, he learned to stand up on his hind legs and march like the other soldiers. So he definitely believed he was yeah. that... And uh, they even taught him to salute when he was greeted yeah. by other soldiers in the company. <laughs> Again, fantastic. Yeah. So the company that um, Wojtek was in moved around a little bit at the different times. They were in Iraq, Egypt, Syria, and Palestine. 
and apparently while stationed in Palestine, a thief broke into the munitions compound one night mm-hmm. and was very surprised to find Wojtek, a giant Syrian bear, <laughs> sleeping in there. The thief was arrested and Wojtek was rewarded with a bottle of beer. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. He knows his, he knows his worth. And uh, from Egypt, uh, Wojtek's division was assigned to fight along the British in the Italian campaign at what would become the Battle of Monte Cassino. Mm-hmm. They were to board the British transport ship to take them across the Mediterranean the Mediterranean Sea to Italy. The problem being, however, of course, the Brits did not allow animals or mascots on their ship. To counter this issue, Wojtek became an officially listed soldier with his own paybook, serial number, and rank of private. Exactly. So yeah. he, he became an official soldier. Yeah. That's, and, that's brilliant. On, on the books the same way as any other soldier. Apparently, he didn't get paid. So oh, Probably was, in beer. Yeah, I guess in beers and honey and... Marmalades. Oh, stuff like that. But he's he's on he's cruising on the boat. World War II problems require World War II solutions. Don't they just? Yeah. Mm. Apparently, he, when, when they got to like the Italian side yeah. and one of the British whatever commanders in, in, in command mm. was calling out the names and like enlist like get, figuring out all the different Polish dudes that all have just shown, serial numbers and showing stuff, up yeah. on this boat mm. and they call out like the last one uh, Corporal Wojtek and or Wojtek I guess yeah. is how you should have said it but he probably said Wojtek because he was mm. British whatever blah 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 and the soldiers were like, ah, oh, he um he only speaks uh he only speaks Persian or Polish, so sorry. <laughs> good, good luck. To yeah, you. good luck um communicating with them. And he's like, ah, oh. how does he only speak Persian? Yeah, that yeah, it's like Persian or Polish is yeah. a strange combination. To yeah. anyway, travelled bloke. Yeah, so they he really they, was. They tried to keep the identity of Wojtek a secret from the <laughs> British upper command. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> they would have gone batshit. Yes, <laughs> oh, man. Yes, yeah, so um, he also loved to swim, old mm. Wojtek. On their way up the Italian coast to the front line, the bear saw the water and leapt from the truck that was carrying him and sprinted down the hill towards the beach. Mm. And uh, on, on this Italian beach, there are a couple of yeah. girls who you are imagine, sunbathing. You imagine like a beautiful, like the Amalfi coast. Yeah, kind yeah. Of thing, yeah. <laughs> and you just see a massive 500 kilo bear. Just bounding down the hill. down the hill <laughs> after the water. Yeah. Yeah, they were understandably pretty distressed at the sight of a massive brown bear running towards them. Mm. And they, the soldiers just screamed out, don't worry, girls, the bear is good. The bear is good. <laughs> and they're like very, probably very broken, Polish English accent. Yeah. The girls probably didn't speak English either. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, Help. don't worry, the bear is good. <laughs> so yet again, d- during the fighting that took place then, um, Wojtek was supposed to be chained up to a truck to keep him out of the way during the actual the actual fight. Yeah, when shit got real, yeah. I think it made I mean, sense. He's just help. part of the company. Okay. But like, we could die here. Like, let's. <laughs> he does not have a gun. <laughs> Put the bear out of the way <laughs> yeah. for a minute. Put the bear back. Uh. And uh, however, upon seeing the men moving big boxes f- full of artillery shells, he wanted to help out. So he started carrying crates of ammo from the trucks to the nearby cannons mm. and this story gets better every time yeah man such yeah. a fucking sick beer and um, apparently so this that, just picture a big bear carrying the ammo with the, with the yeah, guys yeah and apparently this would f- take four men to carry but mm. uh, just took him just just a Wojtek yeah so evidently each box was four shells in it uh, which would weigh I don't know heaps yeah so yeah there'd be like four dudes one on each yeah, corner of yeah. the box just like dragging a big box and he'd just lift it himself yeah he'd just pick it up and drag it over yeah. pretty pretty hardcore um, yeah so the, apparently the noise of the cannons and the chaos of the situation didn't bother him he was just you know just carrying his big shells around he's just really chill like yeah that. he just he's a chiller man <laughs> yeah straight chiller uh, so following the battle and the eventual victory at Monte Casino of the Allies they eventually won uh, a depiction of the silhouette 
of a bear carrying an artillery shell became the emblem for a Voitex company. That's so, sick. Yeah, you yeah. Cannot get a better logo so, than that. Yeah, it's man. like it's like the official symbol used on the trucks and the uniforms and stuff. You know, like everyone that. everyone else has uniforms where it's like, oh, the the lion symbolizes this. Yeah, yeah. This bear carried the ammo. This bear was real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what could mean more than that? Um, so following the war. Uh, Wojtek's company was transported to the UK because they still couldn't go back to Poland. It was still, yeah, still un- under the Soviet control. Slightly. Yeah. Um, so they went. They went back to the UK. Poland was a big mess. Uh, many of the cho- many of sorry many of the soldiers chose to stay in the UK, uh, if I understand correctly. Now Wojtek was given to Edinburgh Zoo. Uh, where he would live the rest of his life. The kids would come and see him. And it's stuff. like a bear that can do heaps of tricks. Yeah, apparently he was on. Um, he was a, a popular guest on a TV show, mm. like a children's TV show as well. That's cute. Uh, but often old comrades would come to visit him. Uh, he would like recognize some of them still, which is pretty cool. Man, that's so sweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and would respond happily when they speak to him in Polish as well. He's like, <laughs> like oh, fine, I like, can understand finally. someone. Yeah. <laughs> just listening to these Scottish kids, like, yeah. it's not enough like Persian or Polish. What's here? going? What are they saying? <laughs> oh, yeah, cool. But he speaks Polish, um, and old friends would bring cigarettes to them, which he would like. He would just swallow them, apparently, which is what he what he used to do. <laughs> apparently, he would uh, imagine like Edinburgh Zoo, just like, oh yeah, d- d- please don't feed the animals. Yeah. Polish bloke turns up with a box of cigarettes <laughs> and vodka, <laughs> throwing cigarettes in the bear. <laughs> but uh, apparently, so because obviously being a bear, your fingers or your claws probably not don't have the dexterity for you know for the the fine to actually hold the cigarette, the, the yeah. fine motor motion that you need They're to smoke a cigarette. Crush it, yeah. So apparently, he would uh, just take sort of one puff and then just swallow it. <laughs> But down the hatch. But he would refuse cigarettes if they weren't lit, so he would know the difference. He'd be like, "Fucking, what am I gonna do? I'm not gonna eat this. It's not even lit, bro. <laughs> Can't even take my <laughs> one toke. <laughs> and I, it's not like he can use this other hand for the lighter. <laughs> no. either. So that was uh, Wojtek. He passed away in 1963 at the age of 21. R.I.P. Wojtek. R.I.P. Uh, at the time, he weighed about 500 kgs and was 1.8 meters tall. So. Again, a big it's not boy. even that tall, though. It's just no, massively... Not particularly tall. Just massively heavy. Yeah. The average lifespan for a Syrian brown bear is 20 to 25 years uh, for his species. So considering he went to war, had a bad drinking habit by the age of two years old. Smoked a lot. Smoked cigarettes. I think 21's a pretty... Yeah, he's did good. More stories than the average Syrian brown bear, you, I'd say. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. Are we done with Wojtek? I think so. Okay. Then let's hear Kirsten Jungström. Polygon Dwanaland is the music show where we explore a new genre, feeling, or style of music in each episode. Join me on a musical journey where you might be able to hear something you've never heard before. Tune in Fridays at 8pm on K103. Yes, you're listening to Ordinary Observations with Jack and Mark. You can find us over at Spotify at Ordinary Observations and on Instagram. We're talking animals where they shouldn't really be. Yeah. So we did mention earlier that it's going to get a little bit sad, at least. Yeah, it's time to get it. It's time to Vo- make it sad. Voitech was a happy story. Yeah. Um, Start on a high. Which isn't usually Kill the, the mood. case. <laughs> isn't usually the case when we're talking about animals in war. But no, Voitech, it, it was it was wholesome. Yeah. Um, but this one, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to have to talk about uh, orcas in captivity, killer whales in captivity. I'll start off by saying there's no confirmed orca kills in the wild. They've never, well, of humans, I mean. Um, there's probably been some, if like, um, 
like native Inuit peoples have probably been attacked. Like they, there's like yeah, stories of it. I would assume so. But yeah. like never like a confirmed yeah. with written uh, documentation and stuff like that. However, four people have been killed by orcas in captivity. Mm. Three of which by the same orca. Oi. Tilly come. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Uh, who is an orca who spent most of his life at SeaWorld Orlando in Florida. I guess we're going to talk about this one then. We're going to talk about <laughs> Tilly come. If you've seen the documentary Blackfish, which like everybody saw, like, 10 years ago is when mm. it came out then you're probably already familiar with Tilly Cum or Tilly yeah initially I thought it'd be pretty cool to talk about you know the orca that fought back as, against his captors kind of thing but uh, really the more I researched this the more just sad everything the more goes. just miserable it is yeah, yeah. Uh, so Tilly Cum was caught in a fjord on the coast of Iceland in 1983 he was approximately two years old Mm. Um, it's really fucked up because during these hunts, like they're not interested in the adult ones. They want the, ba- the babies, the babies yeah. who are small and easy to transport or easier, and like obviously have their whole life ahead of them. So big return on investment kind of yeah. thing going on. So orcas spend their like whole lives as family pods. So when the babies are taken away, the mums just like mope around, crying and <sighs> wailing. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> you did that on purpose. I, anyway. I did. I did. I feel bad about yeah. it already, but it, it was. Anyway, time and, to get anyway, more anyway. sad. So uh, first, so the mums are wailing around. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's sad. and they're like, you know, they're very distressed. Obviously, yeah. they, you know what's happening. They know what's happening. Just a random alien stole their yeah. kid. It's fucking hairless apes reaching into the ocean with <laughs> big nets. Yeah. Um, so first, Tilly was taken to a like a real dog shit, like quote unquote, park in Victoria, uh, British Columbia, on Vancouver Island, Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, it was called Sealand of the Pacific. But it was pretty much just like a net off the side of a concrete pier. Oh, not know. not very big at all. Um, there was nothing in the net, uh, and like the poor orcas were just very very bored. There was three of them in there, um, and the other two used to pick on poor Tilikum as well. It's definitely not enough space <clears throat> for three whales. Definitely not. Evidently, they had to keep the orcas in very small like pods overnight as well, because they were afraid that somebody would dive into the water and cut the net. And like mm. release the orcas. Ah, uh, yeah. So it is. It's in the sea. It's right? in the yeah. sea. Yeah. But it's just a big net. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you you get it. You get it. Um. So they were worried that somebody was going to like release the orcas. So they put them in like these uh, storage modules overnight, oh, which is like just a. I guess it was a tank or something. Just a tank, but like just big enough to fit an orca. Just. Really horrible. The effort to move a whale every single day. Yeah. Well, uh, they just wouldn't feed them, and they'd put the food in the module, and eventually they get hungry enough, they have to go in. You get it? <sighs> yeah. Um, so, evidently, orcas exist in a matriarchal society, uh, and the other two orcas he was with, they were older females. Mm. So, uh, maybe that'll get our listeners. Yeah. I knew there was a connection. I knew there was something for the ladies Sad in Sad whale stories. Uh, <laughs> and they, they, abu- they just abused him, so staff would often have to keep him in the medical tank. Which again is just a very small tank mm. uh, for his own safety anyway, which yeah. is dog shit. Because he's is worse to be in the net. Thing. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's getting beat it up. Mm. Um, so this brings us to the first death attributed to Tilikum. In 1991, uh, Kelty Byan was a 21-year-old student working part-time at Sealand of the Pacific. Uh, one day, she slipped and fell into the pool with the orcas. I say pool, but net, you get it. Yeah. Tilikum took hold of her over the poor girl's foot and repeatedly dragged her to the bottom of the tank, eventually drowning her. That's scary. Yeah, so it seemed to like release her. 
and just when she would swim to the surface again, drag right back and down. it would drag her down. You know how orcas fuck with seals? Yeah, like, like they like to play with the kill. Yeah, right yeah. So the Blackfish documentary, they like explained that he probably didn't really care about killing her. He wasn't going to eat her. It's just to play it. Yeah, because he's got no stimulation at but all. But he's also like, yeah, he was super young. Yeah, he's... Yeah, he was young, but... Uh, not at this point, but, like, no, I know what yeah. you mean, like, nothing to do. Nothing at all. Yeah. No stimulation. He was just bored as hell. Yeah. Which is... Like, the only other, like, the only other living thing in the, like, net is abusing him. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what orcas are doing with seals, apparently. Mm. They're, like, playing. Yeah. yeah. And he wanted to play. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, she, so, did, she didn't. No. So Kelty's death was ruled in an accidental drowning, uh, despite eyewitness accounts saying she was quite obviously drowned deliberately by the whale yeah in a sad twist of irony uh, kelty was actually a, like a really good competitive swimmer Aww. yeah which is fucked uh but like obviously like she was aiming for the national competitions in canada that year yeah but obviously like the, Can't beat a whale yeah no matter how strong a swimmer you're gonna be no match for a fucking killer whale yeah so that's really sad uh sealand of the pacific was closed the following year uh, that was 92 by the because way because of that or? uh yeah kind of yeah, like it that, makes it, was, it weird it was already like on its last like dodgy yeah it yeah. was like dodgy like dilapidated kind of thing no. um and that was yeah probably a, a big <laughs> that a, pushed it over the edge a big nail in the coffin yeah. uh so sealand was closed the following year in 92 and tilikum and the other orcas were sold to sea worlds tilikum was taken to the orlando park in florida where he would actually spend the rest of his life which would be the next 24 years but it's it's actually fucked to think he'd already spent ten years in that shitty little like net thing, net yeah. tank, yeah, to then doing nothing to another tank. To yeah, I know. It's to... like you think you you read these stories and you're like, okay, that happened, that happened, that happened. But just like the scale of time, yeah, is often hard to get a, like a grasp of. Because, I mean, it was what it's multiple years in the net thing before uh, it, the incident with yeah, the, the woman happened, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly, like seven years or something. Yeah. Oh. But let's pause there for a minute. Let's. Um, feels wrong to pause this horrible story to go to uh, Mondo Dial's Get Down, <laughs> but but I'm afraid that's what we're gonna do. So here we go. Club Distortion är ett program om musikproduktion och DJing med fokus på kvinnor, transpersoner och icke-binära. Lyssna på fredagar klockan 18 i Göteborgs Trendradio K103. Yes, it's Ordinary Observation time and we're discussing Tilikum, the orca in captivity, responsible for three quarters of human deaths from orcas that's correct true. yep that's true uh, um, he might even be related to the one that killed the other guy too let's get back into yeah, it we just so discussed how um, a young student who was working at the Kelty Bryan yep or Bryan sorry uh, so she yeah. was working at the the um, place in yeah in Vancouver Island yeah exactly yep. so after that Tilikum he gets sold to SeaWorld Orlando mm-hmm. Orlando similar to problems with the other orcas remain because like they're not naturally supposed to be around other random orcas they're supposed to be like, like a f- a fr- only their family they're right? supposed to be like a family group yeah. yeah I don't know how breeding works but do, do you think it messes it up that he moves from like Canada to Florida I don't think so I think the water's probably kept at the same temperature that yeah, an orca you want to hope so but oh but I mean like the travel himself would yeah have, that's would what have, I mean no, that wouldn't traumatic as no, well. I mean orcas are not supposed to be flowing in aeroplanes <laughs> <laughs> um 
you're not supposed to be around other random orcas. You're mm. supposed to be with your family. They don't have, they don't want to call it language, but language. Yeah. They have language. And so, like, they can't speak to each other. They can't communicate because they don't speak the same fucking language. But they're language. from different places as well, That's right? what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So, the, there's hyper-specific languages, quote, unquote. Yeah. Um, between, like, like, different pod groups. Oh. Mm. So, they don't even speak the same language. And poor Tilikum is just essentially trapped in, like, a swimming pool just getting bullied by other orcas. Yeah. And because he's pretty big... He can't go anywhere. According to the Blackfish documentary, again, um, this is sort of my source material for this episode, <laughs> uh, none of the trainers at SeaWorld were like made aware of Telecom's history either when he oh. arrived because Kelty's death was not really, didn't really make news because it was officially a drowning. Yeah, because she technically just slipped into the pond. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So like there wasn't too big of a news presence because about it. I was going to ask, why did they even buy him? Uh, yeah, you know. He was pretty cheap getting sold by a defunct... Uh, just liquidation of yeah, some exactly, park. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So that's that. So, yeah. So Tilikum's gone to SeaWorld Orlando. About seven years later, 1999, Tilly would kill his second victim. Uh, now, Daniel P. Dukes was a 27-year-old dude from North Carolina. Uh, he had some trouble with the law previously, and in fairness, he had illegally hidden in the park until after close that night. Ah, it's not a trainer. No. So he could, uh. like, he hid in the park so he could sneak in yeah. and, like, get some, you know, one-on-one time yeah. after hours. Um, <clears throat> what, just what the whales want. Yeah, so he wanted a private visit. Now, nobody knows exactly what happened here because according to SeaWorld, uh, the cameras weren't working that night. Oh, it's a shame, isn't you it? You heard that one before? No, no. never, never uh, heard that one. Which is very hard to believe considering they have cameras fucking everywhere. Yeah, because these orcas are worth millions. Yeah, exactly. And they also are supposed to have like a night trainer as well, just, you know, at all times in case. And probably security. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, so nobody heard him shouting nobody heard him splashing around no nope. getting drowned who knows was uh, it the same t- kind of death yeah well th- again they don't know okay so like uh, C- yeah, C will true. claim that he just drowned in the orca pool yeah in the orca pool and then uh, the next morning when <laughs> with the, the orcas just w- there <laughs> when the trainers arrive they find Tilly come cruising around the pool with this dude's dead naked mutilated body on his back that's fucked like he, <laughs> that's like so he was fucked. like he was parading a trophy around Oh, again, it's so odd because the whale is obviously completely understimulated and cannot communicate what communicate, whatever you want to call it, to the other orcas. And then Mm. something else foreign comes into the pool. And it's just a plaything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what they think. Again, again, they don't. It's hard to say. I know they throw like beach balls and stuff into the pool. He's Mm. obviously going to play with those. Mm. Um, It's another beach ball. So, yeah, again, he was probably playing with this dude's body. Uh, Apparently, it also bit his genitals off. I hope that was after he died. Yeah, me too. Um, for the guy's sake. Yeah, for the guy's sake. Not sure if the whale knew what he was doing there. Um, but, okay. He, he shouldn't have been there in the first place. But, but it must also... have been hours until the park is open and they find him again. Like Yeah, 7.30 in the morning. <sighs> I don't know. Whatever. Um, the final and most famous case of Tilikum's uh, murderous behavior, I guess you call it. Rampage. Rampage. It came in 2010 when he killed trainer Dawn Brunchot uh, after a performance. Uh, the footage of this taken by a guest at the theme park is, is featured again in the Blackfish documentary. It is very unsettling, uh, given that you know that this smiling, happy woman is about to be um, killed, Drowned, yeah. killed in a, a very gruesome manner. Mm. Um, it seems highly unlikely that everyone just stopped filming when the attack started happening. Yeah. You know? Uh, so that there's probably footage out there, but... It's been like, I know yeah. what you mean. But like it's lawsuits. It's, well, yeah, lawsuits, but also like uh, SeaWorld would have paid people to like give that to them. 
and destroy it themselves. Mm. So it'll probably never see the light of day. I think I always forget that it's like a multi-million dollar yeah, corporation. Yeah, yeah. There's like, money backing this yeah. thing up. Yeah. Um, so that's fucked, obviously. So what happens is that she goes over after the show. She does the show. She goes over to like the little shallow like splash around area kind of thing where the whale swims up. She gives him a big pat and a cuddle and like it's supposed to be like a one-on-one sort of like bonding time Mm -hmm. after the show to give him like some affirmation kind of stuff like that. And essentially Tillicum just grabs her and drags her into the pool. Uh, now, SeaWorld tried to blame Dawn herself on this because she had a, she was wearing a ponytail, her hair in a ponytail, which is apparently like a thing that you shouldn't do around whales. killer whales. Uh, but I think that's horseshit. Yeah, it's it's really fucked up because they like the the spokesperson themselves comes out and answers the media and is like, you know, uh, Dawn herself would be the first to know that this is her fault and it's like <laughs> Dawn's what? dead. Yeah, like... it's like what the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a wild like response. Yeah, as well, yeah you she's know? like like they know that this was down to her error, but uh, no protection to her trainer trainer error. Like it's essential. Like it's unfortunate, but essentially it's her or, like her no, fuck up. No empathy to her. Yeah, man, it's it's heartless, dude. Yeah. Um. So yeah. It's it's also bullshit because there's heaps of other videos of like trainers with ponytails. Yeah, it was obviously commonplace. It wasn't, you know. They find one thing and to be this- do around like water. You got to yeah. tie your hair up mm. anyway. So uh, yeah, there's heaps of other footage of other trainers throughout the years wearing their hair in ponytails and not being mauled to death. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's no issues with it. So Tilikum kills Dawn, mutilates her body. Also, is it the same kind of thing? Like they're dragging to the bottom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it's also really horrible. The nine eleven call in the again the documentary. It's fucked because the lady who makes it obviously like crying, mm. breaking down, um, and she she says, and he still has her. Which is like really chilling, oh, yeah. Because like apparently he just held her around at the bottom of the pool for like forty-five minutes. Ah, uh, like didn't like go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's like the body's still like down yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's not even like you could bother trying to like try resuscitate. It, yeah. Like she was, she'd been underwater for forty-five minutes or something. So just terrifying. Um, after that, o- OSHA. You heard of OSHA? Yeah. Occupational Safety and Health. Yeah. <laughs> OSHA violation. Um, they said uh, no more surfing killer whales after this incident, um, which good. seems pretty reasonable, you good would think. For, good for OSHA. Yeah, SeaWorld fought that pretty hard in court, though. They threw a lot of cash at that. Uh, but, but since what? Because they wanted to still do it. Yeah. They were selling tickets to the shows. It's fucked. It's fucked, man. Like, could you imagine, though, like all the people who are like trainers as well like their colleague just died I know and she was like the most experienced one as well even worse she probably yeah. trained them well, she had been in Spain training with the park where the single person that wasn't killed that was killed by an orca that wasn't Tilikum she had been training with him a oh, year no. a year earlier She's yeah man uh. so like there's like they, they met each other I think I think we're gonna move on that's Tilikum. We've addressed the... Um, That's the sad part of this, the stories we yeah, have, I think. We've addressed, I we've addressed the uh, orca in the fucking yeah. SeaWorld tank. Orca in the room. Yeah, right. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's that. Yeah. And this is Holy Shit. By Roz and Kamo Hello. Yes, that was Roz and Kamo Hello. Holy shit, went pretty hard. Yeah, that was a yep. good song. Nice. Um, we've been, with this ordinary observations, by the way, we've been committing OSHA violations all night long. We're talking uh, animals where they shouldn't be. We've gone through the deep, dark, murky waters of orca attacks. Feel sorry for both the people and the orcas themselves. But Mark's going to bring us back up for air. Uh, 
um, with a light-hearted story. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to discuss... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Please. <laughs> we're going to discuss Pablo and the Coke Hippos. Yes. Yeah, that's a bit more light-hearted. So this is, of course, referring to the former Colombian drug lord and cartel boss Pablo Escobar, who was at one point in the 1980s one of the world's richest men with a fortune of $30 billion. Whoa! Running coke from Colombia to the great United States. Mm -hmm. Shout out to those who watch Narcos. And um, Overrated. No, very underrated. Overrated. Good show. Mm. Continue. And uh, he was a man who lived, obviously, a crazy lavish lifestyle. There's uh, reports that he used to burn money to heat his house. And uh, he um, <coughs> basically wanted everything and no request was too weird or too much. So, um, I mean, also for context, this guy also bought a fucking submarine to run coke. So yeah, yeah. He, he had a lot of stuff. That's anyway, efficient. so he, at some point, he decided to add onto his ranch deep into the Colombian jungle, a massive zoo that was home to many exotic animals. Mm -hmm. But n most notably... And importantly, hippos. But he also had elephants, rhinos, giraffes, and ostriches. Where did he get rhinos, man? How did yeah, he buy they're rhinos? Fucking they're so endangered. <laughs> okay. And um, the hippos obviously aren't native to Colombia. And um, after Pablo died, like, I don't know, six, seven years after he got this zoo, the ranch was fully deserted and uh, no one wanted to go near it because they thought it was haunted as well <laughs> after he died. And uh, the goblins, the, the, the goblins, the hippos went full goblin mode around the ranch. And uh, for context, hippos are massive. They weigh like at least a thousand kilos. Yeah, it's a lot. When fully formed, and they um, they can go up to forty kilometers an hour running. They can fucking move, man. They're big units. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it's a complete mess. And basically, they start off with only four hippos, and now they have. Um, they have 166 hippos mm. in this ranch in Colombia. Is there still some sort of protections on them? They're not allowed so, to... So, it's a bit vague because obviously the ranch is really deep into the jungle and right. they had, like, ventured out to neighboring villages and were just ransacking them for food. Ah, uh, okay. And uh, the Colombian government doesn't really know what to do because you can visit the ranch as, like, a tourist attraction and people want to see the hippos, you know? Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're breeding like crazy, so there's loads of baby hippos which are super cute. Mm. And um, the number of hippos doubles every five years. <laughs> so by like 2030, there'll be over a thousand hippos. There's a mathematical formula to this. Yeah, like exponential hippos. <laughs> <laughs> that is exponential. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite cool though. And uh, yeah, they just don't know what to do. And at the moment, what they're doing, because they don't really want to start shooting hippos because they're still like big like animals and hmm. um, they're fairly... I don't know if they're super endangered. I'm not sure. But they're exotic, and they don't want to start killing them. So at the moment, they're just exporting them to Mexico. Is that right? Is there? Oh, like, okay. Fail-safe so option. Me Mexico's happy to take them. <laughs> Mexico now has a hippo problem themselves. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, that was Pablo and the hippos. I'm sure we could deep dive that at some point. But uh, just a nice little cool. take us back to the surface. Kind yeah, of. yeah, to resurface a little yeah. bit. Um, let's let's hit the last song, and yeah. then we'll go into like the, the fun things to round it off. Yeah, a little laundry list stuff. How about that? Yeah, yeah. So the, um, I don't really know how to say this name, but it's Emil and Vince Wavy. Emil spelled like E-M-1-L-H. And uh, Vince Wavy, Snoostor Sun. Varje heltimme hör du studentnyheterna här på K103 med det senaste från studentvärlden och Göteborg. Yes, it's K103. It's Ordinary Observations with Jack and Mark. We're still talking about badly behaved animals. Um, 
in places they shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, Mark was talking, you were talking about, uh, Pablo's, talking about Pablo's Coke Hippos, mate. Pablo's Coke Hippos, yeah, just one, one more. Mark fun- dro- he dropped the sheet on the floor, he dropped his yeah, notes on the floor. I and dropped my notes. He's realized he's got, sad about he's it, got so. good stuff to say. One, one last thing that yeah. each year only 10 people die of shark attacks, but over 500 people die from hippo attacks. Mm-hmm. So that's why the Colombian government's like, fuck, we have to sort this yeah. mess out. Hippos, you don't fuck around with hippos. And big boys. Yeah, and you'll never outrun them. No. <laughs> you know, they, they, they don't swim, they just like. They just, they just kind of like, yeah, on, yeah, they just on glide the along. Of, on the bottom of the mm. river. Oh. And they, where they can charge in the water. Yeah, it's yeah, terrifying. Yeah. It's fucking scary. I want to talk about Laika, the Soviet space dog. R.I.P. Laika. My, yeah, R.I.P. Laika, taken too soon. Soviet space dog. Laika, uh, the first animal, um, well, Wikipedia says the first vertebrate to orbit the Earth. That's because there were some fruit flies that were strapped <laughs> to a missile after fucking World War II. does not count, bro. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's <laughs> a good trivia for but you, like, I guess. Who, who Laika sent, wasn't the first animal. There were some fruit flies who that sent, to a rocket. Who sent the fruit fly to the space? <laughs> no, but what, what was the experiment? <laughs> okay, so so Laika flew aboard uh, the Sputnik 2 in 1957. Obviously, engineers, uh, you know, they didn't know how space flight would affect living creatures. Yeah, so they had to start with animals. It's pretty sad, though. They just basically trapped a dog in there. Yeah, yeah. Laika was a... She was a Mongol street dog from the streets of Moscow. They just picked him up. Yeah, yeah. So apparently they just picked up the dogs from Moscow streets because they were like, oh, they were already used to the cold and being hungry anyway, so... Space time it yeah, is. Yeah, so space is going to be no different, like nothing different for them. So initially, yeah, I mean, initially, she was never expected to come back. Nah, yeah. The the re-entry technology just didn't exist at this point. I think the sad part is it was fairly instantaneous, though. No. No? No. I thought it was. No, it was not instantaneous. Uh, no, I mean like launched and died. No. Uh, no. No, she survived for at least a few hours. Ah, okay. Yeah, so... It's not better, and, but... Well, initially the, uh, the, the Soviet space program said that uh, she was humanely euthanized before her oxygen supply was depleted after six days. Bullshit. <laughs> she died. She, uh, yeah. In, in 2002, they did admit that uh, she would have died of overheating a few hours into the journey. They burnt a dog in space. Yeah, pretty much cooked her alive. Yeah. Uh, so that's not a fun way to go. Poor Laika. Nope. Uh, three orbits of the Earth, and the American press called her Mutnik, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. Nice one. Obviously, uh, a bit rude to Laika herself, but pretty funny. The Americans launched a chimpanzee into space. Yeah. It's called Ham. Was it just one? Surely there was a few. No, there was a few apes, yeah. but the the most famous one was Ham. Did he come back? Don't think so. No, I don't think don't so. Don't think so. I think it was bad because there so. ain't any like chimpanzees on the streets of the US to just pick up. No. I think this was an investment. Yeah, man. <laughs> they went to the zoo. And... Yeah. Oh, so that's like the Soviet space dog. Shout out. Oh. Any more shout outs we got? I mean, shout out Harambe. Yeah. He's R. dead. R. Harambe. Yeah, he's in place he shouldn't be. No, he was in a place he should be, but yeah. not anymore. You know, there's a conspiracy that um, they killed Harambe because he had documentation that could potentially lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Yeah. It's, it's pretty legit, man. You should look into this, bro. Like, I did my research, man. I also wanted to mention the stingray that killed Steve Irwin. Yeah, that fucker. He was in a place where he wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. Deep in Steve's chest. <laughs> Is there is there a single animal that's done more harm? Yeah, well, this crossed my humanity. this crossed my mind today. It's like like an individual animal, just one that yeah. has caused more grief or pain or hurt to humanity. Uh, the stingray is fucking. Yeah, high well, on I, the I thought but... like I mean, it's probably got to be the stingray that killed Steve Irwin. Yeah, when like again for clarity, we're not talking 
mosquitoes. We're not or talking rats or, or rats. Something. Yeah, we're talking like an individual animal. Hippos. <laughs> yeah, one hippo or something. But but like, um, so we we looked this up. The Champawat tiger, the the individual animal uh, with the most confirmed kills individually ever ever yeah uh the champion tiger killed 436 people that's insane she was a fucking menace yeah and hungry that, that's goblin mode yeah so sure. i will we'll quickly go through this before we wrap up but the champion tiger lived 1895 97 ish uh, and then she was shot dead in 1907 so she was between 10 and 12 years old if she killed 436 people over 12 years that's still 36.3 people a year which works out to one every 10 days for 12 years that's a killer that's a lot of that's a lot of human meat so if she was like some big bengal tiger or something yeah exactly fuck it's very terrifying as well yeah so she had ever seen those videos where like tigers pop out onto the road no when people are driving yeah scary man all right yeah i think that's us mate that was animals in places they shouldn't be the good the bad and the sad yep follow us on instagram yep find our stickers around in gothenburg yeah cool Awesome. Thank you so much for listening. Good night. Take it easy. You've just heard a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. You'll find all our shows at k103.se. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Stay tuned.